Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are getting personal. <laughs> we're talking about, well, we're talking about two different things. We're going to talk about pregnancy, nutrition, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about um, basically preparing yourself for any type of life change. Mm-hmm. So at the time of recording this, I am literally, it's my due date. Like I am about to pop. <laughs> I could literally go into labor. I keep thinking that like legitimately <laughs> as we're recording, I'm really kind of distracted. Cause I just keep thinking like, are you all of a sudden going to like yell out, like be like, Oh, you know, like have a contraction out of nowhere and just like water break on your are you on a chair or on your bed today? I don't know. I never chair. know. Oh, you're on your chair today. Okay. <laughs> that would be like hilarious though. That would be a crazy podcast. Like, okay. Yeah. Be, I'd be like, wait, just finish. We're almost done. <laughs> I know. On. I probably would be doing a couple minutes. Like, Let's wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is where too, I mean, I've been doing quite a few interviews. So one of our students, um, our graduates of the Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert Certification, her name's Nicole Plaza and she runs the Pregnancy Wellness Academy. So I've been Love her. on her. Yeah, she's amazing. She's doing amazing things and also now adding in the nutrition piece and helping moms and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been talking, I've been on her podcast quite a bit talking about, you know, what I've been going through in terms of and things I've been implementing for my nutritional standpoints, being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never really talked about it on our podcast. So <laughs> I thought it would be good to kind of talk about it, especially if, you know, you're personally going through this or you, like I said earlier, even like preparing for a bigger life change, because whether it be a new baby or whether it be a new job or a move or whatever, mm-hmm. we still want to be fueling our bodies the best as possible. And sometimes that means that we have to prepare a little bit more. We have to have strategies in place. We have to rethink things completely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so I, um, I actually just finished yesterday. So I'm making my nutritional medicine as I like to call it. (laughs) Um, I just finished making my bone broth. So one of the things I'm kind of doing right now, and people are asking me, you know, like, what is your plan for like, post baby for nutrition wise. And I'm trying to have some things like prepared and Mm -hmm. frozen and ready to go. So I don't have to really worry about cooking and I don't have to worry about ordering in food a lot. Yeah. So, um, one of the major things that I've started, I, like I said, was bone broth. So one of the reasons why, and I talked about this a lot in our, in our Academy, I love bone broth. Now, if you're vegan, I understand that this might not be for you. You can still make some veggie broth, but bone broth, whether it be from beef bones or from chicken bones or from any type of bones, um, there's so much collagen and gelatin and so many things that are really involved in healing the body and really help the body heal quickly. So 
for me, that's one of my, like when I'm saying my nutritional medicine, I just made a huge pot of it. So I can drink that after the baby's here to help my body in the recovery phase. Also, because it is a one hand meal. (laughs) So I just can like sip it. I don't have to worry about holding plates and dishes and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a huge thing for me. Um, So when you were pregnant, when you had the baby, was there anything that you made afterwards that you were like, okay, this is something Well, yeah. I mean, I had, so I had a couple of things that happened to me that I can remember. I mean, it was, she's four now. So it was like a little bit ago, but I remember my biggest shift during my pregnancy was the moment I found out I was pregnant. I gave up caffeine. I gave up all pop because you guys know that actually that's like a big thing that I'm actually doing right now, just as a side note is that I'm actually, you'll be very happy to know this, Laura. I'm working towards um, giving up diet pop completely. So I've actually found all these alternatives and stuff. And I have like those like flavored um, carbonated waters and stuff. So I've been using those as an alternative because I like the carbonation aspect and just shifting completely into that and just drinking a lot of teas and stuff. So this is a really big thing for me. But during my pregnancy, I gave all that stuff up. But I guess when I was thinking about preparing, you know, I did a little bit of like meal prep in advance and like froze a few things, but I actually don't love frozen. Like I don't love when my meals are frozen and then I reheat them. I think that they always taste like kind of watery or kind of gross. I don't know why I just find them like kind of soggy. So I'm not like, I'm not person that likes that, but I also am someone who can like batch cook and then eat that for like five days in a row and it doesn't bother me. So that's kind of what I focused on was just like, what could I make that it was like a big batch of something, whether it's soup or whether it was like stews or things like that. And those were the things that I really focused on. The other thing that I made a lot of that I found um, was really helpful for that one handed kind of just get your nutrients in was um, muffins, like homemade muffins. But I had this Ooh. recipe from, there's this website, it's called Brendid. And she, I love her recipes because they're flourless, um, oil-free and dairy-free muffins and they actually taste amazing. So I used to make these, which I'm like, Oh, you're like Googling now. (laughs) Yeah. So I used to make these banana zucchini and I still make them to this day. So you actually like grind your own oats and you make the oat flour and everything else. And they take a lot longer to cook, but they're amazing. And they would keep for about four days. So I would eat those oftentimes as like, if I was nursing or things like that, because it was just oats, bananas, zucchini, pretty basic and then just a bunch of spices. Right. So that those were kind of the things that I focused on and that really helped me just to make sure that I wasn't just like snacking on stuff that had no nutritional value whatsoever. Yeah. Cause I also was trying to be very conscientious of, cause I decided to nurse of like what I was putting in my body, understanding that that was also going to my daughter. Right. So that was a really important thing for me. Well, and this is where too, I find, you know, it was interesting when I did the podcast with Nicole, we were kind of talking about each trimester through the actual pregnancy. And then of course they call the, you know, when you have a newborn, it's like the fourth trimester mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's still things that, you know, it's not as if suddenly, okay, now after the nine months, now the baby, if you do choose to nurse, the baby is also, you know, eating like fueling from you, but not only that, but you have that recovery phase. So you have to really think, you know, your body literally has just grown and birthed a human. Like that is crazy. You can't just like, well, (laughs) some people bounce back quicker than others, but my whole philosophy on it is I just want to give my body as much nourishment as possible Mm -hmm. to be involved in that healing process. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had a lot of like, 
I know you and I were talking about this earlier too, like a lot of food aversions when I first was pregnant. Yes. Which many, many women do. So this is where too, I just want to say, you know, I haven't really talked that much about pregnancy and nutrition and my philosophies on it. But I think that we, we tend to be, there's kind of two camps on it, right? Like in the pregnancy world, because I never really understood how crazy this world is until I was in it and how opinionated, how overwhelming, (laughs) how overwhelming it can feel because you feel like everything that you're doing is wrong. Like I remember feeling that way. Like I was like, is this right? Is this wrong? Am I going to be like judged for this? But I feel like that's like in everything. Totally. And it's, but I think it's extra hard when you're like, could this affect my baby? Is this, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's something I'm going to do. Is this going to have an effect later on? And then there's also a lot of very big judgments. Now, I've been in the nutrition world for a long time. So I'm like cool with people getting all fired up about certain things, right? Like, so some people get really fired up if you talk about weight loss. Yeah. That's this negative thing. And then some people get really fired up if you, if they're a vegan and you are talking about anything to do with animal-based diets, you know, or vice versa. If they're keto, then they hate carbs. Like it's always like, there's, there's some people who are very, very in their specific beliefs. And I've always taken the approach of like, I think that there is a ton of different dietary strategies that work for different people. You have to find what works for you, right? There's certain things that are principles of nutrition that I believe go across all diets. However, some people will thrive on a vegan diet and some people won't. So I always kind of had that belief already. So I was already stronger in my nutrition beliefs when it came to you know, my pregnancy and stuff like that. But I could see for someone who doesn't have that background, it can be really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So like for me, of course, before getting pregnant, you know, you have this like rainbows and kittens kind of version of what you think is going to happen. Like I'm going to eat so clean and I'm going to eat. So, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm feeling my body all the time with really good protein and fiber and healthy fats. And I'm going to have my smoothies every day for breakfast. I'm going to do all the things. And then I got pregnant and literally it was like, I, the food aversions kicked in and I would open my fridge and everything made me want to barf. (laughs) I was like looking at a piece of broccoli, even I was like, gross, raw meat. Yeah. Kill me beans. I wanted to throw them out the window. Like I, everything, I was just like, I can't (laughs) eat the foods. No, I know. Well, I mean, we were talking about this earlier and I said like, that's actually how I found out I was pregnant because I had the beginning of my pregnancy. I had a lot of spotting. So I didn't even know I was pregnant because I thought that I was having my period because it was long spotting periods. And, uh, the only way I found out was my food aversion. Cause I, it, I was, I went to my fridge one day and I had my chicken and vegetables pre-made in my fridge and I opened it up and I was like, Oh, I'm going to have some lunch. And then I was like, slammed it closed. I was like, I'm going to throw up. Oh my God. That is so disgusting. And I couldn't even take it out of the container. I actually had to throw the containers out guys, like literally take them out of the fridge, throw them in the garbage and get it into the garage immediately. Cause I was like, I cannot even look at that. Cause I will die. Like it was so awful to me. And then that's when one of my friends was like, maybe you're pregnant. I'm like, no, I can't be. I've been having my period. Like there's no way. And then turns out I was 11 well, it's, pregnant, which is crazy. It's, <laughs> it's very, very normal. Like food aversions are one of the biggest things for women, especially in the first trimester. Some women have it the whole time, yeah. but especially within the first trimester, it's, you know, because of the surges of hormones and the changes in the body and Mine actually came um, back at the end of my pregnancy too. Yeah. A lot of with times meat. it's like first pregnancy. I was like, no, no, no. Like with meat, I was just like, get it away. Like I would be like out for dinner or something and I'd order a meal <laughs> and then they would come and I was like, 
take it away, take it, like get it away from me immediately. (laughs) And the other thing is because also as well, right. When you're pregnant, your sense of smell for a lot of people is heightened. Yeah. So your, and your taste buds are heightened. So everything is, you know, you're smelling. It's like extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Like I constantly want to wash my sheets. Like I feel like my bed stinks all the time. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm always just like, and I don't know if it's just because after sleeping a couple of days and like, of course, natural body oils and things like that, I'm like, oh, go wash the bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's just like this level of like, it's heightened, which of course changes your palate too. But that's where I know for a lot of women, including myself, even I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to be eating? Because my brain goes to right away. I'm not worried about like thinking about gaining weight and stuff like that. I was thinking about okay, I've got this baby inside of me. I know so much about nutrition. I know all the foods I need to be eating. I know I need to be getting, you know, a lot of vitamin C. I need to be getting iron. I need to be getting um, choline in, which is found in like egg yolks and fats and things like that. I'm like, I need to be getting in like certain foods that I'm like, oh, also when you are pregnant, as many people know, a lot of people get constipated. So if you're not getting enough fiber and you're not going to the bathroom and it's like all these things were going through my mind and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to make sure I'm nourishing like the baby. Right. So, so this was where I kind of, I'm like, what am I going to eat when all I literally can stomach is toast right now? (laughs) (laughs) That's where for me, I had to get creative. And one thing I did find, and I recommend this to any new moms, if you haven't done smoothies before, give them a go. Mm-hmm. because you can make them taste like milkshakes. And if you have everything kind of frozen and throw it in, um, it can really like hide the flavor of any of the greens. Cause that was the thing I was fine with fruits, but the greens, I was like, I'm going to like, even the idea of looking at spinach or anything, but I got the frozen spinach nuggets and threw those in the blender. So I would still have white toast and things like that, which was like the only thing I could stomach. But then I started to have a bit of smoothie with it too. And then that throughout the first, I knew I was still getting in real whole Something. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was still eating some more refined foods instead of going through, you know, just eating crackers and stuff like that. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's so unbelievable how strong that aversion is. I never yeah. knew it until you feel it. You don't even, you can't even understand. You can't describe it because it's literally like, if I even look at it, if you talk to me about it, oh, I was like, any, it's, it's just like, it can be so extreme and it's just, it's so bizarre. Cause you think like, how is that even possible? But it really, it's real. Like it's a real thing. Cause I remember, like I said, I was the same. I was just like, oh my gosh, mine didn't hit me till a little bit late. It lasted very short window, but I was just like, but then it came back in the end with me. And I was like, even after I had my daughter, like, even after I had Maddie, I was like, like still kind of weird about some things. Well, and that's where too, like, if you're listening to this, just remember as well, you know, if there's a period of time where you're like, okay, you literally cannot eat anything. You're still going to have, this is why as well, get a great prenatal vitamin. Mm -hmm. You're still going to get in the nutrition. Don't have a panic attack thinking that you're not going to be able to give nutrition to your baby. Our bodies are amazing, but just try to think about some ways too. And this is what I did of how I could make things the most nutritionally dense as possible in in the things that I was stomaching so for example if I was going to get crackers could I handle like Mary's nut and seed crackers that are like brown rice and flax and all of that versus just you know premium plus soda crackers mm-hmm. and if I couldn't then you know what I'm not gonna beat myself up about it but I'm gonna try to go for the one that has the most nutrition in it mm-hmm. and then I found too one thing I say this a lot my prenatal um 
I just got one of the ones at first that was like at the main drugstore or the main pharmacy. I think it was like Materna or something like right. by one of the bigger brands. I think it's the uh, one that almost everybody usually goes for because it's like one of the bigger brands. Yeah. And I had such bad nausea and I know like for me, I usually invest more in my, my vitamins as it is, because I know a lot of vitamins that are made, are made, yeah, they're made with gelatin. So you can't actually absorb a lot of the like breakdown, a lot of the vitamins. So, um, I switched my prenatal and I started taking it before bed and that completely started to take away my food aversions and my heart rate. Mm-hmm. So just a little like play with that stuff. Like see, you know, maybe it is your prenatal that could be causing something and like switch it up, ask your doctor for other options. Um, I did the brand. I'm not going to remember it right now. My naturopath um, recommended it to me. I had a different one too. And I can't remember it. It was like and, in a brown bottle, but yeah. Yeah. And because they're very concentrated, right? If you're not used to taking things, especially like iron, iron's very constipating. So like there's other ones too that are instead of taking it once a day, you take a smaller dose three times a day, which also can help. Um, And then also doing fish oil was another one that I did in addition. I also do a vitamin C throughout Mm -hmm. the day um, and stuff like that. But again, you got to check with your doctor and make sure you're doing things in line for your body. But that can really help with those food aversions, but just trying to pick the most nutritionally dense things as possible throughout that time. And then trying to, again, with things like smoothies or things that can be pre-made for you, um, that you could like, you know, you put in little bags and then just shove them in the, the blender. So you don't have to like look in the fridge all the time, which for me was like <laughs> punishment. Yeah. Um, I also love soups. That's one thing too, pre and pu- like during pregnancy and afterwards making batches of soup. Like I said, I made so much soup and stews. It was like, that was my jam. That was like my go-to all the time. And I still, to this day, make that, like, that's actually like a go-to regular thing on my rotisserie of like, of like stuff that I eat on a regular basis, soups, stews, and curry. That's like pretty much if, if I'm eating anything, it's one of those three things that I batch cook for the week because that's why for any woman help for just even if you're not pregnant trying to get healthy Mm -hmm. i highly recommend getting an instant pot it like literally is a game changer when it comes to to batch cooking and meal prepping 1000 percent. and like even for me for example like i'll do like a roast chicken and then i'll roast the chicken i keep the bones i use all the meat whether it be you know sandwiches meals whatever i keep the bones the bones are what i make my bone broth from and keep some of the chicken too to end up making soup. So then you already have, even if you just don't want to drink, you can drink bone broth just as it is, or you can just have it as the base of your soup and you're still getting all that nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. One thing I also wanted to say as well as a little piece of advice, um, as I was saying earlier, the constipation stuff. <laughs> See, I had the complete opposite. I had the opposite, like the complete opposite where I actually had like, full on like I would go to the bathroom like three to four times a day yeah so that's whole where too, which is interesting because like the body again it goes for every woman is different so for some mm-hmm. women it's like things completely slow down because everything's being directed towards the baby mm-hmm. and for some women it speeds up as like you know what I mean like things are moving too quickly through which leads to diarrhea different types of IBS or they could develop some sort of IBS because of the changes in the hormones, the changes in the foods they're eating, which I'm 99% sure I do have now, but 
But anyways, that's another conversation offline. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the podcast. <laughs> but, but yeah, so a few things that, um, you know, I always highly recommend to, again, if you can sum of them, adding in a lot of the berries. So we always forget raspberries, like eight grams of fiber per cup. Avocados, mm. great sources of fiber. Always trying to get your fiber too. Like supplements are always great, but remember guys, like supplements are there to supplement a good diet. So they're there as like your backup plan kind of. Yeah. And that's even in pregnancy. I always think about like, how can I get as much nutrition from the food I'm eating and then the supplements like my backup plan. So if I can't get it, then I know I still am hitting my baseline. And then also I'm getting it from different sources and different forms and different um, antioxidants and all of the things that also go along with it. So um, I, I had, you know, going to those berries, going to foods that, you know, high fiber wraps and things like that are actually usually more constipating because even though they have fiber, a lot of the times too with the gluten can be really slowing down for people. But mm-hmm. having stuff on hand like psyllium husk. So when I was on Nicole's podcast, we went like went off about psyllium husk. <laughs> but it's just basically a soluble fiber. So for Amanda, if you already are dealing with like Oh yeah. I was trying to find binding foods yeah. every day, all day. I was like, I'm gonna just eat the brat diet all day long. <laughs> yeah, like you want you want more of like the of the insoluble fiber, like the stuff that adds mm-hmm. the bulk. Mm-hmm. And then soluble fiber is more of the stuff that's like the gummy keeps things soft and moving. So that's what psyllium husk is really when you drink it. If you've ever let it sit, it's like chia seeds, the turn yeah. Um, And then all it really does is just helps things move along. Mm-hmm. So even post baby, because of course, after you've given birth, your body's like, I don't want anything else coming out of me. <laughs> so I'm going to end up struggling afterwards. Or if you've had stitches and things like that, your body is naturally like they, it knows it's, it's resistant. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So having stuff like implementing like a psyllium supplement, you get it at bulk burn. It's the same thing that's in basically just like Metamucil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also can make like different recipes with it. Like it's very popular in the keto diet. So if you're looking to incorporate more psyllium husk, you can make like low carb bread. You, I've made psyllium husk pancakes, which I love. Um, you can add a little bit in smoothies, different things like that. So there's different things you can bake, add it into. Uh, Nicole was telling me she actually adds it in instead of like oatmeal in your, um, like if you're making meatballs, you know how like you'll put like a binder because sometimes like, especially with like ground turkey and stuff, it's kind of wet. Yeah. That actually is what she puts in instead of oats or bread crumbs to bind Interesting. her turkey. So it's higher fiber. Cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool. So those are just some things. And then as I was saying earlier, like the stuff my plan kind of post is, you know, really just going back to what we teach at FitChix, which is like the complete and three rule, balancing your meals with your protein, your fibers and your fats, batch cooking things like soups, stews, having smoothies, Mm -hmm. bone broth, hundred percent for healing guys. I cannot recommend enough how much your food is important in your healing process. Mm-hmm. This is whether you're pregnant or whether you're coming out of surgery or whether you've had an injury, even if you've like busted your knee, let's say, or like rolled your ankle, your nutrition is so important in how quickly your body recovers. So you want to make sure that you're getting in foods that are like bone broths and anti-inflammatory. And you're not eating a lot of sugar and processed foods as much as possible. Um, the other thing too, I have is I also drink vitamin C. I add it to my water. So vitamin C is key, of course, in wound healing. So that's something that, um, I also am adding in. And then I have also 
my restaurants on Uber Eats, <laughs> which already serve foods that I know that are like in line with my clean three rules. So that's the other thing. You can, if you're going to order out, order out, right? Like, but just try to pick places that are still going to have, like, I always go to more like Mediterranean places or Asian places. Um, those are kind of like my two, well, they're also my favorite foods, like Greek food and, um, and, and Vietnamese food and Thai food. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have sushi. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but you're right. And I think too, the other thing is like have Uber Eats and stuff and also have no shame in the idea of using those tools or using the pre-cut veggies Use all or the, tools. the the pre-made soups at like little like bakeries or things, you know, how like a lot of places they have like those little, like, like take home containers of soups and stuff. Like if you're literally like, I don't have time to like create this right now, I'm feeling overwhelmed, whether it is pregnancy, whether it is a new job, whether it is a big move that you're doing or something, have no shame in that game because that stuff is there to help you. So don't feel like you have to do all the things all the time. Like it's as long as it's still falling in line with what you want and what's going to fuel you, then just go with that option. Know that it is an option and that nobody is going to be thinking anything different. And that, that was a really important piece for me. Cause like I still, to this day, buy a lot of like pre-cut veggies, pre-cut things. Cause I'm just like, there's such a time saver for me. I'm just like, I throw it in my stew's ready in five minutes versus 20. And yes, it's like only a 15 minute savings of time, but I'm like, that's still time. No, it's time. And time is more valuable than money. To 100%. Me. But that's where too, it's a good point. I forgot to say that too, is like, you know, so many things, like there's so many amazing convenience things now that are available, like bag salads, frozen, mm. frozen fruits, frozen veggies, like bag salads are my fave. Totally. Like, <laughs> there's so much variety bag. too. They're so delicious. <laughs> exactly. Like having those, like, so you don't again, have to worry about chopping vegetables and doing stuff, especially if you have a newborn, like you literally can just grab it out, dump it into a container, like any type of pre-cut um, and everything you can get now, you can even get like pre-cubed butternut squash and pre-cut, pre-spiralized zucchini noodles if you want. I'm telling you, I do all of those things all the time and they're such a time saver and they just make life so much easier. Even now that I'm not just like post-pregnancy, my daughter's four, but still for dinner time, to make dinner in 15 minutes is a really important thing in my household. Cause when my daughter gets home, she wants to eat dinner and I'm like, I got to make it. And I don't often take time in my day to pre-make it. So I've got like a small window. So those pre-cut things just speed up the process that much faster. And the other thing I just want to say before we jump off too, is that, you know, a lot of people at this time in your life and like, will offer to help, right. People are offering mm-hmm. to help. And so many times as women were like, no, I'm fine. I got this. Use the help. And the help could be saying, you know what, would you mind if I e-transferred you some money? Would you mind preparing some meals? Like you might not feel comfortable asking everybody that, but let's say it's your mother, your mother-in-law, or like someone who, you know what I mean? Like they want to help in some capacity. They are more than happy to do it. Uh, One of um, a girl I know, she had her mother make batches of lactation cookies so lactation co- cookies there's different foods that are considered as galactagogues which help to produce more milk right so one of them is things like you know um like flaxseed or fen- fennel seeds or fenugreek like different spices and stuff so there's these if you look online there's different lactation cookies lactation balls things like that that will just help if you're having any issues with milk supply or help to produce more milk supply. And she had, she said to her mom, you know what? I would love it. Would you be able to cook me 
like four batches of these so I could put them in the freezer. And her mom was so happy to do it. For of her. course, when people offer, they're not offering because they feel obliged. They're offering because they want to be there. And yeah. we have to remember that as women. And I think though, sometimes we forget that that would be such, like, what a huge gift that is for someone to be able to give you things that you then don't have to cook or you don't have to buy or you don't have to meal prep. Right. Yeah. So like having that, the other thing too, I was saying this on Nicole's podcast, I was like, you know, any food delivery service, I think is an amazing gift at like a baby shower or a registry, like get some gift certificates for like Uber, for Uber Eats, Uber Dash, totally. <laughs> right. So you're just like, you know, here's some stuff. So you don't have to think about meal prepping for a period of time. And also because we are in the midst of a time where things are still in a lot of areas really sketchy, whether you're going to see the baby or visit or not, or bring, mm-hmm. you know, before a lot of people would bring over food. My family doesn't live in the city that I live in, so it's not an option, but um, it's just like, that's such a great gift for this mm-hmm. time to be like, yeah, here's some like gift certificates to order food in from healthy options. Yeah. Love it. So just this, my whole thing that I know this is kind of like a little bit more of a personal conversation. Um, but also I just, I really have like, I've really loved kind of going through this journey and just seeing it really from the perspective as well of like how much love there is in this community. Also how much judgment there can be. And always our encouragement on this podcast is trying to find strategies that work for you. They don't have to work for everybody else. So just because I'm making bone broth doesn't mean you have to make bone broth. And just I've never somebody, made bone broth. And I just I won't do it, guys. It's so easy. It's so <laughs> I just easy. can't do it. You know that we've talked about it a lot, and you've tried to convince me, and I just you can make weirds me up. broth. It weirds Even though me it's, all of, it's, I know it's different, but it's still so much better for you. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but there's no judgment. The fact that I haven't done it, I'm fine. no, but. Thing is like having for me that might be or vice versa like I have a friend who is very into the holistic world and everything that she has bought and ordered and eats and everything is organic and hormone free and every single piece of like she's doing cloth diapers and all this stuff and it's like that's what's working for her mm-hmm. for me I'm not I'm I do my stuff to the level of like my main thing of course is just focusing on right now for me my three things is the foods for healing my body, making sure I'm getting the right nutrition for, cause I'm tr- going to try to breastfeed. And then lastly, making sure that I'm also fueling my body properly to keep my mental health as strong as possible. Um, as well as keeping my relationship with my husband as strong as possible during this time. So those are kind of where my nourishing thoughts are at right now, but again, they might be different for someone up for you. So if you're listening to this, please do not feel like you have to be doing all of these things. These are just some tips and ideas from my journey and from Amanda's journey. Um, and then also too, even if you're traveling and stuff like that, these were kind of some ideas are moving or going through a life change. Um, no matter what, everything we talked about today can benefit you. You're constipated. <laughs> <laughs> if you're stuck on time, if you have food aversions and you're trying to get over them, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So hopefully this is helpful. And next time I'll see you guys or when this airs, I probably will have a child here. Yay. (laughs) And we made it through the podcast without going into labor. It's such a win. Such a great day. (laughs) What is your win of your highlight of the day? I made it through a podcast without going into labor. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, guys. So with that, we're going to jump off. But thank you so much for listening. You can go to fitchicksacademy.com. 
for more information on our upcoming certifications, we have both our fitness and nutrition expert certification program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification. We talk about nutrition in both of them. Um, and we just love sharing all this stuff with you guys. So make sure to go check it out and we'll see you soon. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.